Monkey Pigeons. This podcast that looks at the indie music scene of 2004 to 2007. It's a Smith and Gilmore production. <laughs> I laughed because we were debating whether it should be Gilmore and Smith Productions just before the pod. We went with Smith and Gilmore Productions. Happy to feedback on that. Um, but this podcast... What we're going to do is we will be looking at two different albums every week, and then we're going to be comparing and contrasting them. And these are albums that were pretty big, pretty big albums in the indie music scene on the whole. We will try to find some some more subversive albums. They're pretty big albums, aren't they? Almost, yeah, almost not indie. These two. Um, were indie at the beginning, but then became very ma- mainstream. These were the debut albums of these two. Um, we'll keep the little the tease going for a little bit as I introduce my co-host. I'm the Gilmore part of the productions, and I'm going to introduce Mr. Smith. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Yeah, Smith. Smith. So I, I was I was almost thinking like, does it need the and Smith Gilmore? Oh, we could all almost half it ourselves. Like a modern couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's becoming like that. So yeah. maybe yeah. maybe soon we'll just put a hyphen there and just drop the and, and then our wives can finally Smith just... Gilmore. Gilmore Smith. We can stop the pretense and be honest with the world. And then, obviously, we'll put an and Rezel at the end when he inevitably joins the podcast. Exactly, which will probably happen about week four when he gets very excited about what's going on. Um, well we should talk about the albums that we're gonna we're gonna discuss today so first of all we would discuss smith's choice of album what is that mr smith oh um, so i've gone for um 2005 album of employment by the kaiser chiefs very nice and i have gone for another 2005 classic which I thought was a good um, counterpart to the Kaiser Chiefs album, which is Maximo Park or Maximo Park, a certain trigger, also from 2005. I think I mentioned that. Any feedback, Mr. Smith? Well, it's just about there's a there's slight interruption on the the kind of connection, so oh. I was just kind of pausing for a bit there. <laughs> you look like um, you need to say something. No, no, no. Um, but I was, I was hoping it was going to kind of smooth out the connection, so if it's bumpy, that's yeah. But um, no, uh, I was just wary about the connection. <laughs> okay. Well, we can jump straight stride. into. No, no, it's fine. Um, so Kaiser Chiefs employment was a actually I think was a huge hit in 2005. Do you know where it went to in the charts? Um, I don't know actually. I mean, that's something. Well, because I chose it because I think 2005, um, that was kind of a year after finish uni, being a crossover phase in kind of music tastes anyway. But I think, you know, really kind of dove into like, yeah, I was, I was kind of almost crossing over with, you know, stuff that was a bit more alternative but not quite you know i was never quite into the libertines i started to get into like block party and then you know i heard 
um, their first, what's the first main single from Kaiser Chiefs? I think it was Oh My God that I heard anyway. And I thought, oh, bloody hell, this is great. I think I listened on Top of the Pops. And only a few kind of weeks later, I think we saw them live. Um, but that album of employment, I think it was, it was, yeah, it really hit home. I actually bought that as a CD. I mean, back then, not many people were buying many CDs. You know, it's, it's all kind of downloaded through various methods, which is great because you kind of got hold of music so much quicker than you ever would do. And it's so much more cheaper on the old back pocket. Um, but yeah, they're, they're one album that I've, I've still kind of got. And as part of this pod, I re-listened to it. I think it's still a solid album. On a re-listen, yeah. you know, 15 minutes, uh, 15 minutes, 15 years after it was first out. So, yeah, I, I wanted to put it out there. And I think it's just something to get us started. I think hopefully a lot of the listeners will be familiar with it. But it's nice to kind of talk about tracks that maybe aren't in that main realms of everyone's thought process you know oh my god i've mentioned but there's so many other tracks in there that are solid yeah i think uh when they came out actually there were some fantastic songs that were really of the moment really described the the kind of world that we lived in i think at the time i remember we saw them in Manchester Academy. Was that 2005 when we saw them in Manchester Academy? Yeah, Around yeah. 2000, yeah. Manchester, yeah, yeah, Manchester Academy, 2005, I think. Was it? Yeah, it's probably the... Yeah, it's after the summer, wasn't it? It's normally around October that they have all the tours, isn't it, going through Academy? So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's October. And I have to thank the Kaiser Chiefs because I went there with a knee injury from football and I was hobbling, <laughs> I was hobbling around waiting for the band to start. And then when the music started, I, I just started jumping. I couldn't help it. And um, something clicked the back adrenaline. into position. But something, my knee was magically healed that night. <laughs> and I walked away fine. And I recovered quicker than uh, I thought I would from this knee injury. And it was debilitating for quite a while, that knee injury. So thank you to the Kaiser Chiefs. I never never actually really said that um, anywhere <laughs> I think you knew because I was hobbling around before the game I and then post game. Well, I couldn't remember that, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a big day actually. You know, nice afternoon in Manchester, and uh, you know, met. I think that's the first time I met. Uh, you know, the the me- person I mentioned before, Rezol, and yeah, I think you know that that you became you know a big part of our kind of twenties, kind of hanging out together. You know, with a various other members mainly from your unit group but yeah. um yeah it's good yeah great. it was a it, it was a great night and I, the album i do remember putting that on and i i was i was really blown away by it at the time i was less impressed with what they went on to do but we can go we can go into that in well the we can get into that get into yeah. that so let's move into a, a couple of the songs um so first we wanted to we wanted to talk about a, a real banger that's on the song uh, on the album a song that really makes you want to bounce around um yeah and then we'll talk about your favorite song on the album so it doesn't have to be you know a banger or it doesn't have to be popular but just one that really you loved so do you have yeah. your do you have your banger song ready well, I know the banger, and I'm just 
thinking of honorable mentions for the banger um but yeah i mean i chose the banger because i think you know even going back to that gig it's the first song they played you weren't quite expecting it and it just clicked straight in full-on bang 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 and it's i want to get the track listings up because um because then you got like every day i love you less and less you thought oh we're gonna go straight in with the i predict a riot but no, it was na 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 na, and that is my chosen banger track from this album. Wow, great! So track four. Here you go, track four, Kaiser Chiefs' employment. What the song that they kick off their? Well, they did kick off their concerts to in two thousand and five. Na 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 na. That was Na 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 Na, track four, Kaiser Chiefs Employment. Good choice, Pardo. I yeah. like listening to that. Yeah, it's good. Um, and yeah, it, I'm getting it because it reminds me of the era as well. Because I had a, it was a long time for me to kind of get into knowing the track names. I always used to refer things to track four. Oh, yeah, track eight's really good. Because you and listen then, to it in your car and it says track eight. Or what? Track A, or you know, oh yeah, I, I think, and it's you know, it's that crossover to MP3, isn't it? And what did I have at the time? I had like one um, those iPod shuffles, so yeah. everything was shuffling. So I, I had to start knowing the names because yeah, I had I had even worse than that. I had an Arcos uh, MP3 player. It was like at the time it was I don't know, it was quite a high level of gig. But it was really like rudimentary. It was like it had this huge joystick at the bottom, and I just used to have to shift through. You could only shift like down, up and down, and left and right. I would have to. It was like a filing system, so I would just have to like click on file A, and then it would go and have to scroll down. It was hilarious. Yeah, it really annoyed me actually because I didn't want to invest too much in MP3 because I was hoping well, it was just a fad. And I could still use my mini disc player that I only bought the year before. Mm. My last year, you know, I got a mini disc player because everyone's raving about it. And then, well, it's past its sell-by date by the time I finished the course, which is great. So I didn't enjoy that mini disc player, though. Um, anyway. I don't think I ever had a mini disc player. I, was, um, I had a Walkman tape player, then CD player, and then I went straight to the... Um, straight to the old mp3 players from there yeah. tape was underrated actually i quite enjoyed tape got a lot of use out of my uh, tape walkman cvd yeah. was always a bit finicky wasn't it but we always believed it was brilliant it was it jumped. Uh, 
Yeah, I used to really, I used to like recording uh, off the radio onto my tape. So yeah, 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 that's a classic. <laughs> used to do that <laughs> when I came home from school. <laughs> anyway, enough enough reminiscing about tapes. Um, what yeah, was your honourable yeah. mention? What other song would you uh, uh, right, put yeah, on yeah. the banger list? Um, so yeah, we're we're breaking this down, aren't we? So we got banger first. So honourable mention for Banger was, um, yeah, and the way I think of Bangers is that's, you hear it, you want to, you know, your head's immediately kind of bopping up and down. And if you've had a few red stripes, you'd probably be hitting the dance floor at the indie disco or just pogoing at a gig. But, yeah, so my honourable mentions for Bangers, I was thinking I predict a riot. Probably up there with probably one of the best tracks on there, but no, 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 no. When I heard that again, when I was listening to it, you know, when we started thinking about this pod, I thought, yeah, that's great. And uh, my kid was throwing like bath water in the air and everything when we were like listening it together, and you know, it's ridiculous. So that just went off. <laughs> but um, every day I love you less and less as well is a great song. So you know, they really hit home hard. Some bangers early on in this album, which is great. And I suppose leading into the next segment, which is all about not banger, is it? It's favorite song. Yeah, my next, favorite. Next segment is favorite song. Yeah, my favorite song I think is Modern Way, and that is in between a few of the bangers that I mentioned, and it kind of leads into na 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 na, and I think it's just lovely. Arms in the air bit of swaying it, it is is a good it's a good and that's what i kind of like when i'm you know when you're just listening at home and you you know yeah you got beer or you know nice hot tea bit of modern way lovely <laughs> Track three on employment, Modern Way, your favorite song off the album. That was an enjoyable listen, I have to say. I like the way it built up, as we were just saying, when the song was on. Um, but there's like a there's a do, 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 there's a drum beat going all the way through. It sounds like in a, I was saying it sounds like a plastic paint pot or something, but you were saying it's like a cowbell that he's hitting all yeah. the way through. I don't know whether cowbell's right, but yeah, it's definitely some kind of yeah. Plastic cowbell. Yeah. Second verse, they start. Oh, the second. Yeah, the second verse, they start kicking in with a bit of beep beep, beep beep. Some like laser 
sounds, which is quite cool. <laughs> well, it doesn't yeah. sound cool. But listen, you listen to the song, so you can hear. We'll it. let you decide. Um, well, and also, I mean, I I quite like. And you know, again, I think a lot of these songs are really good. You know, in a live setting, and that would be you know perfect. You know, in a festival, sun's going down. Yeah, Lovely. that's absolutely the perfect time for that for that song. Beer yeah. in hand, arms around your friends. Yeah, I know, cause I've seen it. And then that starts. Well, it's up. that chorus, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, very nice. All right. So what um what songs do you think on that album should have been dropped? And you're kind of confused as to why they were there. Uh, yeah. So I mean. It's talking about this because I I think all the tracks on the album it's one of those albums that it's, it's, well, it's about 40, 45 minutes long I can listen to it end to end there's not much or any skippage at all I think and even re-listening to it you know after many years it's still pretty solid I think if they finished the album on Caroline Yes. I think that'd be ideal. It's almost like they got this final track of teammate that just hits you and it's just like it's completely different tone to everything else and it's it's like, well why do this to it? It almost kind of ruins your memory of the every all the other songs. So it'd be nice. One if they, you know, didn't bother with teammate, but obviously it'd be nice if they didn't bother with any other, you know, the next album that they brought out as well. <laughs> Damning. Yeah, Damn. well, well, it's one of those. I mean, you know, like Kaiser Chiefs. I think like 2005, I bought into a massively. You know, I had literally bought the T-shirt. You know, went. I even went to work with this Kaiser Chiefs top on. It said like Chief on the back. I got called <laughs> Chief for like a few months, and uh, I had the Kaiser Chiefs uh, football top. Uh, I think I wore that at Reading Festival that year, even though they weren't playing. And then, then the year later, they brought our Ruby. And no wonder you were so hurt by this. It sounds like you were really bought into oh, the kinds of well, I, re- I really bought into it, and I, I loved it. But then it's just like, oh no, there's something else. Didn't teammate, like teammate showed you though. They they gave you. They alluded to yeah. what they would become. By including yeah. teammates, maybe that's why they included it. You think, yeah. oh, you ruined a perfect album there, but maybe they included it to say, hey, this is what we're gonna do now. We're gonna make rubbish songs next. Yeah, yeah but you didn't but listen glad, to the warning. No, and I'm glad I saw them. I think I only saw them. That's the only time I saw them was that year, and it was on the back of just this one album. So that's great because there's no tracks I didn't like. Well, teammate, I probably went to the bar, but that's fine. You know, you need a track like <laughs> you always that. Need a bar song. Yeah, you need yeah. a bar song. You need a bar song. Um, or a bathroom break song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you, you get older, fun. that's when you get older, though. You need a bathroom break song. Now, when we, were, when we were early twenties, <laughs> it was fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, should, uh, we, good, should we move on memory, to? So. Yeah, good. Should memory. we move on to Maximo Park? Yeah, okay. Um, so I guess I'll revert to kind of interviewer on this one. Um, so Maximo Park, 
great band. Very good memories around that era. But why did you choose this album? So, well, I chose this album simply because you chose Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> so, uh-huh. No, it was actually, to be honest, um, when you said you wanted to talk about Kaiser Chiefs employment, I thought, okay, Maximo Park was the band that I probably listened to just as much as the Kaiser Chiefs around that time. And this was a, this was kind of um, a big album for me at the time because I remember this came out around, I think it was the summer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact release date, but I always, I always had it playing in my, my car, this one. So I would always go to my girlfriend at the time's house and it was That's just a good on, half an hour drive that was wasn't it, it was, exactly it was a half an hour drive so i'd get through most of the album but it was always uh, i didn't have a actually a shuffle button or anything like that so it was always the first few songs and um you know eventually i got bored of them i would skip uh, skip to, towards the end but it was i remember always it would be like i would leave her house in in a summer's evening and um, I used to smoke at the time and I was always desperate to smoke, but I couldn't smoke at her house. And then I would always get in the car, drive home, have a cigarette out of the window and apply some pressure and graffiti would come on. And I remember always be feeling like, you know, driving in the summer evening, the oh, yeah. lovely breeze coming through the, the car, obviously a cigarette in hand, this coming on really loud out of the stereo. Yeah, I thought this this was great. And um, we also saw them live a few times and they were really good live. And it was, I don't know, it really epitomized. Because what I used to love about... Um, great live band. Yeah, great live band. And I used to, my favorite thing growing up about uh, about artists was songwriting. And I think Maximo Park sold it to me like they were great songwriters, you know, like because he came on stage with a book and yeah. he used to wear this hat like, oh, look, I'm a poet. I'm... <laughs> he used to really think he was like. He had I mean, a great front man to... name, didn't he? Paul Smith. Yeah, exactly. So I, I always took them to be the band that would all that. Well, Arctic Monkeys, I'm separating Arctic Monkeys from this conversation, but I always took them to be the band. Well, they write thoughtful lyrics. They're a little bit a class above with the kind of lyrics that the guy is yeah. a bit more poet. Um, and, and yeah, and it was around that time. I think they, you know, I went to some fantastic gigs. They, The guitar riffs in the songs are always ones you can jump up and down to. And I think we had some great memories at gigs. So I think they go as a counterpart to Kaiser Chiefs. But also I have some of my own personal memories around around Maximo Park. I think we saw the um, Maximo Park quite a lot in you know the era that we're talking like oh four, oh seven. Yeah, I remember yeah. you even you even talked to Paul Smith outside of a gig once. Yeah, we, we saw it, you know, that first gig we saw him at the sugar mill in Stoke and it's the week after uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Ah, I yeah. said, Oh yeah, we, we heard the Chiefs last week you were there and then then i said something stupid and walked off and then yeah <laughs> did you hear his response what did he say oh he signed as a you know he signed as a that uh graffiti it was the single, remember, uh, yeah. single launch of graffiti so yeah he, he signed to me i kept that for a good year or two it was good yeah happy yeah. memories yeah it was, it was fun um, yeah but like leading into tracks then steve 
mm-hmm. uh, nitty gritty stuff. Banger track from a yeah. certain trigger. Yeah, it's hard because I didn't want to go with the most obvious. Like you said, with na 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 na, you went for not the most obvious. And I actually right. did the same thing. I, I didn't want to go for go for the most obvious. But then I just couldn't I just couldn't not say it because I think it is the banger on the track. It's it's got to be. But it's the probably the second most famous song on the album because I think Graffiti was the biggest hit. Um but I think the banger choice for me has to be apply some pressure. And it's not necessarily the song that I listen to the most, or I, you probably would skip it now because I've heard it so many times. But on re-listen, um, it, was, it was the standout banger. Although I have to do an honorable mention to one of my favorite songs on the album, which is Now I'm All Over the Shop, which is a later track. I think it's, yeah. it's track... Um, it's track 11 on the album and I do love that I do love that song and that would be my second banger if I was going to go for a hidden hidden banger hidden gem uh, hidden gem maybe that's the segment but um, I quite like that um, now I'm all over the shot because it starts in a certain way but it has a nice little interlude into something completely different exactly yeah yeah, that's what I like about it. And a lot of uh, a lot of the Maximo Park songs do that, actually. They have a bit of a yeah. breakdown where it changes in style. And that's what I like about them, actually. I like, it's one of the things I like the most about them. Yeah, but maybe okay. we should play, apply some apply some pressure, and then you can relive the memories, and then you can tell me if you think it's a good choice or not. Yeah, Here we go. Play. So that was, <laughs> it really, um... <laughs> anyway, um, that was Apply Some Pressure then by Maximo Park. And we both listened to that in sync. And yeah, it was direct agreement, not on the webcam. Yeah, that was a good choice. <laughs> good choice. It is a bit, um, I have to say though, it is a bit like, it's definitely a banger. And it's one that, as you said, everyone in that indie did would be jumping around singing the song they know every lyric so you can't i can't not put it as the banger but i did get bored of it quite quickly um because well, unlike other what songs gotta it, remember, yeah go on uh what we got to remember for this pod is that well we're assuming the audience is ourselves but it might be people who've never even heard or thought about this era they're still in the looking at the 90s they've gone too far back they've gone to the 70s yeah they're probably listening to 2001 to 2003 podcasts and um of the indie music scene haven't got on to 2004 to 2007 yet <laughs> yeah but but i think um with maximo park there were i 
I think actually it's a spoiler for the um, you know talking about which songs should be dropped. But I think all songs are pretty pretty damn good on the on the album. And what we said at the beginning, they break down in a really interesting way. I think most of the songs. Mm. I think that one actually applies some pressure. Is one that doesn't really break down into a kind of different style, but it still is a banger, an outright banger. Yeah, exactly. And you might, you know, listen to this album a lot, and yeah, you you can't, you know, certainly tracks like that you have heard a lot, but always when you hear it live or when you're out, it's oh yeah, this is great, and that's what Bang is all about. Uh, so I think that's a correct choice. But then next part is favorite song. Yeah, this was a. I did a lot of lot of thinking about this one, um, and in the end, you took it seriously. That's good. Thank you, thank you. In the end, I went for track eight. The coast is always changing, and when I listened to the the album again, this was the one where I really feel like every time I listen to it, I feel like it's so heartfelt and so sincere. I felt this. I feel like this is the song where Paul Smith was really writing, uh, writing about kind of something. This would have been like an unrequainted love type of thing, or maybe a love that went away. Oh, yeah. And that it's very. Me. That reminds what? me. What? Didn't you uh, have a fling with someone in the northeast that claimed to have a song written about her by <laughs> Paul Smith? That must have been someone else. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Don't you remember that? <laughs> no. Oh. God, I, I remember. I trust you. Anyway, brilliant. I love that little, little, little uh, bit of wisdom. But um, I can't remember it. But, but anyway, <laughs> you might come but back I do you think that is one thing actually, because his the way his um, Paul Smith's accent actually. This was a time when lots of these British indie bands were really playing the accent quite heavily. And in this song, you do hear his accent quite quite heavily, actually, because there is a nice little that. breakdown where he's sort of saying, you know, he's kind of it breaks down and it starts saying like, it won't be long before you're gone. I can't imagine leaving. And it does it for quite a while. And I did it in a very American way then, because that's how I kind of sing. But Paul Smith was doing a very, a very, yeah, yeah exactly. That's my a very style. Yeah. Sunderland <laughs> style. I think they're from Sunderland. Am I right? We should have done a bit more I research. Think, I, I think you're right. Um, that's fine. I mean, it's all about music, isn't it? But the people are just as interesting. But I suppose the track that you did choose, I mean, I think that's. I mean, because I was trying to think of what my favourite one would be, but yeah, it's nice because there's lots of different options, isn't there? Um, who who is your special mention around favourite track? But yeah, by the my way, honourable we, mention, uh, my honourable mention would be Acrobat, which is actually a totally different song to the rest on the album. It it was a tough tough choice actually to not go for this as my favourite, but I thought I will. Because the coast is always changing and apply some pressure, give you a very good taste of who Maximo Park are. If I tell you that Acrobat is the best song on the album or my favorite song, and then you listen to that, I don't think you would get a good understanding of who Maximo Park are because 
Acrobat is very different to the rest of the album. I think you need to build into it, don't you? And it, it's a yeah. nice kind of end of album song where you kind of been on that journey, haven't you? Of all these kind of you know up and down. Yeah, and it's a great can, yeah. It's a great song. Like so, he speaks. So just to give you some, he speaks all the way through it, and then he sings on the chorus. And you know, again, it's another one of the songs that I think is very heartfelt, very sincere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the chorus just says he sings like, "I am not an acrobat. I cannot perform these tricks for you." You know, so it's this, um, it's this kind of like longing and yearning kind of feeling that goes through the album. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's a very good song. But the for me, I think the song we'll play now is The Coast is Always Changing. I've met so many people who look the same. Most were forgotten, but you still remain. Most of the time, I don't care. But London's so far away when you're there. And so it saddens me to say, I'm only happy when I move away. I am young and I am lost. Every sentence has its cost. I am young and I am lost. Well, we're on the last segment now, anyway. All right. Coast is always changing. What do you think of my choice there? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I, I, again, you, you kind of like start listening to it, and oh, yeah, you, you think you know what you're dealing with, but then, yeah, it, it does kind of, yeah, you get a minute and a half in, and yeah, it, it grabs you. And um, yeah, exactly yeah, that minute and a half point memories. is when it's like. Good Exactly that minute and a half point is really it's really good. It's when um that I am young and I am lost. Every sentence has its cost. And they, this the way they do these little well breakdowns said. and say these lines, I, I love it. And the coast is always changing has a couple of these different yeah, yeah. ones as well. So I think that's probably what snuck it into my favourite songs actually. I'm glad you appreciate it. No, no, it's good. It's good. And I suppose we have to talk about, I suppose, a song that maybe shouldn't have been there. If you had to kind of drop one, what would it be? Yeah, I struggled with this because um, actually I like them all pretty much. So Mm. there are probably three or four that are kind of on a lower level. But I couldn't really, every time I played them, I, I kind of liked them. And I couldn't figure out which one I didn't like. So I wrote down The Night I Lost My Head. And I, st- I, I kind of like it, but I don't know why it was the one that I put down here. But in the end, I just had to, you know, plump for yeah, one of them. Yeah. So I went for The Night I Lost My Head. What, what, which one would you have gone for? Which track is that, by the way? The night I lost my head. It's um, number nine, track nine. Oh yeah, it's after the coast is always changing, and maybe it's because it's after that song. 
that you... Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why I feel like this is lets me down a little bit. But you probably need it. And it's a short song, 1 minute 52. They did the good grace yeah. of making it a short song. So maybe they even knew. Exactly, it's an interlude. It's a bridge. It's a bridge song. And you tell you what, you've had some absolute crackers up until that point. You know, mm-hmm. so you need a bit of a drop down. And then it does, the whole album does change a bit of pace after that. Mm. So, interesting. Maybe stick that in, give it a listen, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you think. You can send us an email to monkeypigeonspod at gmail.com. Oh, I got an email now. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah. stuff oh, is there anything else you want to say to um, anyone who might be listening to this um, and well, I said sorry I should actually say I called you pa- I called you Mr. Smith I called you Pardo I called you a few different names through that these are all variations of uh, of Mr. Smith's name yeah, his nickname and, is Pardo yeah we'll we'll stick to Smith as long as you know the, the Smith Gilmore well, Smith and Gilmore brand continues. These things are likely to change from other pods that have been made. Gilmore's quite quick on his marketing and change of strategy, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, good to kind of get the first pod for Monkey Pigeon out there. Always keen for feedback. Um, we haven't even got a Twitter or anything, have we? No, we'll grow. We'll do in a an even slower organic growth on this podcast. Yeah, I like it. Like it. T- Twitter um, is just a toilet. I can't be bothered even to go on there. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, this is it. Uh, yeah, we we had a bit of hiatus period of what we're gonna do next, and it's been nice not having to do any social media in that time. Exactly. Let's just get it on on the um, on anchor and then let the community take care of it. Yeah, good strategy. I like it. Stick with that. Yeah. Yep. All right. So if anyone's got any <laughs> feedback, you're welcome to send us an email or send us a letter. But you'll have to find the address from some other way. And um, yeah, and we'll be back soon to discuss some two more albums from the 2004 to 2007 indie music scene. Nice. Um, any ideas of what we might do next, Steve? Or... I feel like we should do Arctic Monkeys. Ooh, okay, you do Arctic Monkeys. But then what would you do? Arcade Fire? Mm, ooh, maybe. I don't think they cross over. Um, okay, fire. Okay. They only crossed over it um, at the you know Leeds Festival you know 2005. You know what? Said it right. You're doing monkeys. I'll do the pigeons. Oh, monkey pigeons. Yeah, Stuart. Wow. All right, that sounds good. We can't guarantee this, listeners, though, because we will. We might. Um, or, or can we guarantee it? No, let's do it. I love that album. Okay. So I can't remember the name of it now, but yeah. So next time will be Arctic Monkeys, whatever I, whatever you say I am, that's what I'm not. Album yeah. from 2004 was that? 
No, that was 2000. The album came out in 2006. Oh, they had yeah. the EP out in it, 2005. And you are going to do Pigeon Detectives. Let's yeah. see what that album is called. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pigeon Detectives. Wait for me. Wait for me. Oh my god, yeah. they had a 10th anniversary de- deluxe edition that came out. So many tracks. Oh, I'll have to figure out which ones are the right ones. But um, come out anyway. 2007, one year later. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. I'm excited about listening to this album again. Yeah. Because I've listened yeah. to Arctic Monkeys many times. I still listen to that one quite a lot. And um, but I haven't listened to the Pigeon Detective since. Pff, I don't know, 10 years or something, I think, for 10 years. Or yeah, I think that was when the album came out 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've listened to them since I went to see them live at Keele University in Staffordshire. I think, yeah, I saw his hair and then that kind of, oh, right, this is what the guy looks like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. It was a good album. I remember it being a really fun album at the time. So yeah. it will be a good comparison, actually. Especially with where they went in their careers after this. It's so. a good contrast. Good contrast, I think. Yeah. All they, right. They kept making albums. Did they? 2017 as well. Jesus. Very Brilliant. interesting. I might just get into the whole back catalogue and give the give that a listen. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Nice. Well, Monkey Pigeons signing off, and our namesake will be <laughs> dueling it out next time. Fantastic. Looking forward to it already. Peace out. See ya.